Hey, you, put down the remote and put in your headphones. That's right. It's time for Raw and Real with CJ Ripka, the show where all the stories are great. Eh, well, some of the stories are great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Raw and Real coming to you from the Saloon 7 Studios in Rapid City. Take it away, CJ. Hi there. I have a quick survey for you to fill out. It'll just take a second. Question one. What the f***? Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother... Broadcasting to a worldwide audience since 2014, you're about to experience raw and real. And now, here's your host, C.J. Ripka. Hey, what's going on, Raw and Real Nation? C.J. here, and thank you for sitting down early this morning to, uh, to, to meet my guest. I am so excited. I did everything I could. I, I pulled every string. I, I lined up every star, and I finally got him on the show with me. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate you being here. But, you know, here's the thing. People always ask me, you know, why is it so tough to, to get great podcast guests? Why, why do I have to always uh, try to chase people down, and then I get 100 no's before I get that one yes? And the answer is really simple. Chances are they're not coming from an authentic place in their heart. And they don't have that vision of what they're trying to do with their show. So they just throw things all over the place. And they try to get those big names. And they don't take time to build up their audience. Now, I've been doing this for a little bit. I mean, it's been a day or two. And just like yourself, I mean, it takes time to build that that engagement and all that kind of great stuff. But here's the thing. I finally got one of my A-listers. I finally got one of the people that I respect so highly in the industry to come and sit down with me. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this guy because this is what is so amazing. You know, he is the host of Can I Pick Your Brain, uh, which is an amazing, phenomenal entrepreneurial podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you need to get over there and listen to it after this show, of course. I mean, stick around just a little bit longer. And... uh <laughs> He's the co-creator of Get Featured, which you know, serves, which is a service that's dedicated to helping entrepreneurs get the recognition that they desire. And he is also a writer, a public speaker, and uh, let me see, what else? What, what else do we do here, Daniel? I have no idea. What do I? What do I do? I, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married. I have four children that keep me very busy. Um, I, I play tennis. I try to go to the gym because I'm trying to like keep up with you, Chris. You know, oh, those come muscles, on. man. Oh come on! And, <laughs> and um, other than that, yeah, I just uh, regular, regular, regular old guy, as they say. <laughs> so I, you know, the the thing about this show is we like to dive into somebody's story uh, first. We we like to find mm-hmm. out who they are, wh- what inspired them, and where they see themselves going type of type of arc. And as I was doing my research on you, I was like, wow, wow. I mean, that's the word that, that just kept popping up in my head. I'm like, I mean, I knew, I knew your persona from Facebook and I knew your persona from, from reading, um, or reading your blog and stuff like that. But I, it wasn't until recently that I actually got to, you know, interact with you a little bit through Facebook. 
So as as I went back to start looking at you know things that I could bring up, my question my question uh, list is blank. It's absolutely like, blank. That's how I like it, Chris. I don't I I don't do questions. When I have people on my show, I don't have a question list because when you go and you talk to someone whether it's at a bar or at an event or what or in the street, you don't you don't have a list of questions, right? You just talk to them. And so I find, you know, your your show is called Raw, right? It's it's real, it's raw, and those are the best conversations to have. You know, when people are trying to, when someone has an agenda or they've got like some sort of a, you know, I want to go this way, then you lose that authenticity. So I love the fact that you have no questions. So I want you to take us back to a time before the entrepreneurial journey, before the writer, before the speaker, that, that guy that was kind of looking for his way. Tell me what that okay. guy was like. Well, first of all, I'm still looking for my way. I don't think anyone <laughs> finds their way until the day they die. Um, and if they think they have, then they're arrogant and uh, and they'll end up, you know, pretty much. Yeah, they, they won't achieve much. I mean, the, the minute we we think that we know it all, we, we stop learning. So I don't think that I found where I want to be. But uh, in terms of my, my upbringing, so just to give you a little brief background, um, I was uh, a troublemaker in school. I didn't listen to authority. I would jump on tables, make fun of the teachers, basically just cause chaos because I didn't fit into the school system and I didn't let I didn't like being told what to do. Um, I like to basically do what I want when I want. Um, and so I ended up basically leaving high school early. So I was, uh, I would consider myself, I guess, a high school dropout in that sense. Um, and essentially, I, I mean, I had no plan. Like I had no degree. I had no experience. And then an opportunity just presented itself to me. At the time I was engaged to my, my, my wife who, we're married now 10 years and uh, it's been, it's been an incredible journey together. But um, when I was engaged, so we, I was given this opportunity, um, a business opportunity to work for this company in California and they offered me $60,000, uh, which was crazy because I had no experience and I had no background and no education. But being the person I am, I never take, you know, the first option as like, you know, a done deal. Like I always think, well, if they're offering me 60,000, then maybe I can get a little bit more than that. And so we went back and forth. And in the end, I ended up signing on a hundred thousand dollar and I was about 23 years old with no degree, no background, nothing. So I'm on a six figure salary, um, just married and we're, we're living the high life in California. Um, now that was in 2007 and then 2008 rolled around and I don't probably don't need to you know spell it out right. Everybody knows what happened then. So I got hit. Um, I got made redundant. Um, and to cut a very long story short, after about four or five months of making no money, we went we went broke. And I get a knock on the door one day at my Spanish townhouse, which we were renting, and uh, there was Olga, the Russian landlady, standing there, big woman towering <laughs> over me, and she goes, "Mr. Geffen." you need to leave. <laughs> and <laughs> I look up at her and I'm like, what do you mean? I've got a wife and I've got a child. We had our first child as well then. And she said, that's not my problem. You know, you haven't paid the rent in, in three months. 
You know, you know, I want to I want to address something that uh, TP said in the comment here. It says, "Guys, a negotiator getting that six figure salary. What was that? Uh, how how did you feel about that negotiation process? Was it something that you went in with tenacity, or was it something that maybe you kind of second guessed yourself sometimes, maybe privately? No, I tell you what it is 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 when I was younger. Um, I always was negotiating with my parents, right? So, so for example, one story I remember when I was very young, I was about maybe five years old, four years old, and my parents took me to this forest somewhere in the country in England. So we were like in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden I decided that I wanted chocolate, right? And so I, I turned around to my mother and I said, you know, I want chocolate. And she said, Daniel, we don't have chocolate. We didn't bring we didn't bring any chocolate with us, and you know I, I'm sorry. And of course, me with my personality, I just said, "But I want chocolate." Like, <laughs> no is not an no is not an option. Like, I, you know, and uh, and she just said, "Well, we're in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing we can do right now. I'm really sorry. We don't have chocolate." So a lot of people would just kind of give up, but I didn't, and I just kept going. I want chocolate. I want chocolate. I want chocolate. I want chocolate, and I wouldn't stop until they went crazy and they literally just took me went in the car and started driving around trying to find a store um and finally they found a store that sold chocolate and i got my chocolate so that was my that was pretty much <laughs> my life right it's always just if i want something i'm going to get it like they're going to say no okay that's fine that's but I still want it. So when it was the same, I, I I feel like it was the same kind of thing, just like with my mother and the chocolate here, it was $60,000 and I, I want a hundred thousand dollars, you know? So do you think that that obstinance and persistence is, is the key to where uh, the, the key to success, basically? I don't I, yeah. I guess I don't really want to say key to success because there are an entire ring full of keys to success. I mean, not everybody mm -hmm. has to take that same path, but I would say that maybe persistence may be a common denominator. Would you, would you agree with that? You know what it is? It's, it's, it's persistence and it's also having the, the audacity. I like the word audacity, which in the Jewish world, we call it chutzpah, right? So a lot of people are just afraid to ask right? Or they talk themselves out of it before they've even tried. So I'll give you, I'll give you one example. Um, I recently had a guy on my show called Anil Gupta. And Anil uh, mentioned in my show that he played tennis with Richard Branson. Wow. And, and I'm like, you play tennis with, a, with Richard Branson? How did, you, how did you play tennis with him? And so he said, I asked him. <laughs> I saw I saw I saw him on the island and I said, Richard, do you want to knock up? And so next thing they know, ne next thing Anil knows, he's playing tennis with Richard Branson. And you know, similar story, and, and by the way, this is the one thing that I would say of the sixty-five successful people I've interviewed on my show, this is one of those key ingredients that stands out. And that is that they're not afraid to ask, they're not afraid to get rejected. So for example, Anil's son was on a, a first class uh, f flight. He was, he was sitting in the, in the first class seat and uh, a couple of rows up from him is Tony Robbins, right? So he, he calls up his dad 
as they're about to take off. And he goes, Dad, you won't believe who's sitting like a couple of rows up from me. And he said, who? And he says, Tony Robbins. He says, Tony Robbins is on your flight. Why don't you go sit next to him? So his son said, Dad, I can't sit next to Tony. There's somebody already sitting there, right? And his dad goes, so what? Go up to the guy and say, you want to sit next to Tony? Can we switch seats? And his son said, but dad, I can't do that. Why not? <laughs> because what if, what if he, what if he's, I don't know, like it's embarrassing. So what? This is your opportunity. You may never get this opportunity again. Here's what you do. Get up, go over to the guy, tap him on the shoulder, say, hi, really sorry to do this, but do you mind if I ask if I, if I could switch seats with you because I'd really love to sit next to Tony Robbins. And in fact, and take off your watch, right? And he was wearing a very expensive watch and offer it to him. Say, hey, you know what? If you give me your seat, I'll give you my watch. Wow. So his son said, okay, dad. And so he goes up to the guy, taps him on the shoulder, says, I'm really sorry, but do you mind if I sit next to Tony? And, and if you could just take my seat and he takes off his watch and he says, here, here's my watch, you know, take that for your inconvenience or whatever it is. And the guy kind of looks at him and says, no, 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 you obviously want this really badly. Keep your watch you can have the seat, right? And there's so many stories like that where you just have to ask and you never know. Like most of my guests that I've had on my show, it's just a matter of just asking, like literally, hey, can you come on my show? What are they going to say? No, oh no. Right. You know, right. and that's that's kind of what I was touching on at the beginning was, you know, people – people have this, this idea that they can't get certain people on their show. And I'm glad you brought that up because I want to actually talk about a couple of things about your show. Uh, in fact, one of my all time favorite episodes was the, the, the episode you did with Scott Jordan. And that, <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, a guy who raises four poodles and has a, well, I call it a spy gadget clothing apparel type uh, right. business. That was that was an epic interview that you did with him. I I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Thank you. No, he was an awesome guest. I mean, he was on Shark Tank, and he he basically told the sharks, "You're out," which was the first time anyone did that on Shark Tank. <laughs> yes. uh, but what was more impressive is he went off on his own and built a fifty million dollar empire, which is which is insane. Um, so yeah, he was an awesome guest. And, and you have a very unique way of generating engagement for your show. And that's in your, your Facebook group when you actually reach out to your Facebook group and say, so what should I name this, this episode? And you give a, a list of different names. Mm -hmm. What, uh, what gave you the idea to do that? Um, do you know what it is? Is that I, I the way, the way I see things is that people, guess a lot of the time we we guess what what people want but we don't really know we're not we're not like uh you know mind readers right and the thing is with thanks to social media and the internet it's just so easy to ask people what they want and it's amazing how many times i'll put out a a question to 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 my facebook followers and i'll get a completely different reaction than i thought for example you know, I'll have an idea for the title of a show, right? 
And then I, I, so one day I remember this was a couple of months ago. I, I thought there were these two titles I had in my head and I was going back and forth, which one should I go with? And then I thought, well, what if I ask other people, uh, you know, and, and how about people who listen to my show, right? They would be the best people to ask. So I went on Facebook and I just put three options, you know, Hey guys, um, which title is best a B or C. And I put three different titles and it literally just went crazy. Like we had like, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 comments, people like voting for the best title. And ever since then, I've just been doing it for every single show I put out because what what's the best title? The best title is the one people want, right? <laughs> right. And in, in that, if I remember right, that was the the episode where you did where you interviewed the FBI negotiator. Yeah, the leading hostage uh, negotiator for the FBI. He was awesome. Oh my goodness. That that was another one of my favorite episodes and uh, it I sometimes go back and re-listen to your show quite a bit and and I find myself learning so much. Uh all those little tidbits of information that they share out and I try to incorporate <laughs> them the best I can with what I do. But I mean your show has really kind of turned into that type of a resource, kind of a kind of a resource where if you're looking for something, just look through the catalog and you can find something to answer your question. What inspired you to actually start a podcast like this? Oh, that's a good question. So I didn't actually know what a podcast was um, a year and a half ago. Like I had no idea what a podcast show was. Um, so, I mean, going back to my story, I guess what happened was just to give you the abridged version is I ended up getting kicked out of my house. So I went from basically six figure salary to being broke living with my in-laws, um, almost getting divorced, um, moving back to London with my wife and, and first child, working in my father's grocery store, selling milk and eggs, uh, wanting to kill myself for about a year, um, and then quitting the job, starting my own company, having a nervous breakdown because the business was just so overwhelming and I had so many issues with staff and with just everything you can think of in a business, just I had an issue with. And so then I had a crazy moment where I basically outsourced my entire business to one of my competitors. So I kept all of my clients, but I just outsourced all the service, you know, all the services. So the whole back end was essentially, you know, um, managed. And so that freed me up to basically just build up the business. Uh, so I ended up going to hotel lobby. I worked out of a hotel lobby with my laptop and my phone for about a year until finally the the hotel manager asked me what I'm doing there every day. He thought I lived in the hotel and uh, and I told him, no, I'm running my business from here. And so he kicked me out, um, <laughs> But as you can imagine. But, uh, but I grew the business and I was able to essentially get it to a point where now um, we're now uh, eight years. It's now in the eighth year of the business and I work about an hour a week um, on that business. So that business pretty much runs itself. Um, so what happened was, is I just got bored really. I, I was playing tennis <laughs> a lot and just chilling. Um, and one day someone comes up to me and says, Hey, I've got a, a podcast show and I'd love to have you as a guest. And so I said, what's a podcast show? And he goes, <laughs> well, it's, it's like a radio show, but it's online. It's like, imagine YouTube to television so podcasting is to to radio so i thought wow that's really cool i'd love to go on a, on a radio show 
So next thing I know, I'm a guest on his show and I loved it. I loved talking. I loved sharing my story. And at the end, I said to him, you know, how do I, how do I do this? Like, this is really cool. I'd love to do this. And so he said, well, I'll show you. And within two weeks, I had my first episode out. And uh, that's pretty much how I got started with the podcast show. And it's just been, it's, it's been amazing. I absolutely love it. The, the fact that you go into so many stories and you pull out so much, uh, so many resources, was that like, uh, was that something that you kind of inspired to do from the beginning? Was that kind of what you were looking to create from the, from the start? No, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I literally, I had no idea. Like, I'm just, the, the podcast show is a complete, just, I'm bored. I want to do something exciting. It's cool to speak into a mic. I don't think, I don't know if anybody's listening to me, but, you know, hey, whatever, let's just do this and see what happens. And I went from, you know, basically getting a few of my friends on the show just, just to have someone to talk to, to getting... Like literally, a bit, I'm getting a, a billionaire, um, Jeff Hoffman from Priceline on my show. Yannick Silver is on my show tomorrow. Joe Polish, uh, Jay Abraham, the legend. Um, I've had the smartest man alive on my show. He has an IQ of 197. He hacked into NASA when he was 13 years old. Crazy story. Uh, as you mentioned, the leading FBI negotiator was on my show. Um, it's just wild i mean i don't i still don't really understand how it happened but <laughs> i don't think you know we're meant is? to i don't <laughs> think we're meant to if you just show up that's what it is if you just show up consistently things start to happen like i just published my show once a week every single week for the last year it's been only a year now and all i've been doing is just showing up every single week once a week, getting a guest, and now it's you know it's just taken off. So I think it's just about just really keep keep you know keep stick to something and just build it and build it, and eventually you'll be looking back saying, "How the heck did I do that?" You know, last week I did an episode of Seven Steps, which was it's it's my online free course that I do uh, via Facebook Live, and uh, mm -hmm. one of the things that I talked about during that during that seven steps uh, program was the consistency, you know, consistency is the key, uh, whether it's, you know, a podcast or, or if it's a blog or if it's a, you know, posting on social, even mm -hmm. people that consistency, if it, it, it really taps into what people are at their core, people like repetition, people like, uh, well, uh, routine, and that consistency mm -hmm. all becomes part of that routine. And when, and you know, I, I do my show three times a week now, four times a week because I started the raw and real international uh, part of the show. I'm almost wondering if that's too much consistency for people though. <laughs> you know what? Like I said before, ask them, like literally just go out on your Facebook and put a post, say, Hey guys, do you think four shows a week is too much? And then see what they say. Like ask, ask your audience. That's the best way to to find out. Now you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show where you were kind of a troublemaker in school, and um, mm -hmm. I have found that that's kind of a very um, that story seems to return a lot when I talk to entrepreneurs. 
it seems to be very common in entrepreneurs that they get bored as kids. They, they start causing trouble. They, they don't want to listen to authority. They want to do something on their own. Mm-hmm. How do you think that has, do you think that's something that maybe kind of pushed you to not accept just average and as 23 years old, push a little bit harder to get what you felt you deserved? No, I actually think that it's it's not that it pushed me. It's just that here's my definition of an entrepreneur because everybody has different ways of defining what an entrepreneur is. My definition is it's that you cannot work for anybody else. Like it's not it's not about what you can do, what you can't. It's it's just simply I cannot work for someone else. It's not that I don't want to, because there are times when I think to myself, you know. What would it be like to go and, and get a stable job and just basically work nine to five, come home and switch off? Like as an entrepreneur, you're constantly like your brain is just going like a thousand miles an hour. And you can literally like lie in your bed at night and you're still you're still working, yet your brain is still thinking of new things like, you know, should I have changed the landing page? Should I send that email? You could be on vacation with your wife and kids. You could be sitting in a restaurant with your wife. You could be sitting on a beach, right? And you're still thinking about the business, right? And so I've thought about like, what would it be like to just go work with someone else? And I know the answer to that. The answer is I can't. (laughs) It's not, it's, and it's not that I didn't want to behave in school, it's just that I couldn't because as an entrepreneur, I, I'm, we're creative. We're, 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 we're just a different breed. You, you just, you just, you, you, it's like, it's like taking something that's just wanting to just, you know, go and you're holding it in. You're kind of just boxing it in and we don't want to be boxed. We want to just be creative. We want to just, you know, it's it's hard to describe, but I'm sure people listening to this can relate. Like you know, it's it's just school doesn't allow you to be creative. It doesn't allow you to be who you want to be. That's the bottom line. That you know, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I I didn't finish college just because it seemed like it was they were trying to teach me how to act normal in a society that expected some kind of normal. And that that just wasn't me. I, like you were saying, that creativity wants to explode out. It doesn't want to leak out of a box. It wants to explode out of a box. And that's uh, yeah. that's really what uh, entrepreneur is, uh, entrepreneurship for me has been as well. Now, I know we've got a few people over here in the chat. And we looks like we got Sholi. Uh, I believe he's a friend of yours uh, wanting a shout out. So <laughs> oh, we'll, no. we'll give him a shout out. Sholi um, Inglis, is it? <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll just throw that shout out out there and uh uh was it Nietzsche? I I hope I pronounce your names right because if I don't Nochum? Is that Nochum? N A C H U M? Yeah, yep, that's it. That's it. People. There you go, Nochum Kligman. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna throw that shout out and Tommy P or uh as I like to call him, John Powell. Uh, we'll we'll throw a shout out to him. I know he's working hard trying to get to his next level, and hopefully you can mm-hmm. take away a little bit of something to inspire you to to get out there and do what you need to do to get something done. And Marissa, thank you for thank you very much for checking out the show today. Now we're going to be getting into the next chapter. Now you Ooh. have met some pretty amazing people, 
but none of them have been quite as amazing, in my opinion, as your your partner with Get Featured, Jeremy Slate. Ooh, how did okay. that How did that uh, match come to come together? Oh, that's that's a good question. Um, so Jeremy Slate is a podcast host, as you know, he has his own show, the Create Your Own Life Show, which is amazing, and um, he had me as a guest on his show. And then I actually had him on my show. And so we really got to, you know, to know each other because I shared my story and he shared his story with me. And a couple of months went by and we kept in touch. And then I had this um, idea for Get Featured. Um, and the idea came because, you know, as I've, as my show has progressed and we're getting more and more downloads and I'm, I'm getting, you know, more prominent guests I basically get emails every single day from people wanting to come on my show. And the thing is, I've had to be very selective because I only do one or two maximum, you know, a week. And so I don't, you know, I want to keep the quality really, really high. And so I won't take just anybody who just sends me an email. And a lot of people, like, they don't even spend much time. They're not even creative with their pitch. They're usually just like... Hey man, you know, I, I wrote a new book, like, you know, and I'd love to come on your show. And I'm just like, leave me alone. You know, I won't even bother reading the rest of it because it's like, no. Right. And so I thought to myself after like a couple of months of this, I thought, well, there's so many people wanting to get on podcast shows and I'm sure I'm not the only one that they're pitching to. And I'm sure a lot of people who are running the shows are being pitched to, and they're probably saying no to most of the people. So I thought, what if we created a business where we can help people get on the top created podcast shows? And uh, that's pretty much how Get Featured came about. And I thought, well, I'm going to need a partner because, you know, I'm really good at building the business and the sales side of things. And, and But I wanted to have somebody who would also, A, be, you know, well-connected in the podcast industry as well as also do all the admin side and and kind of like, you know, the um what's it called the deliverables right to like actually deliver the service so i thought of all the people that i knew and there's a lot of people in my network um but jeremy was one one of the guys that kind of like really popped out at me because i really find him to be extremely genuine really honest and for me i look for there are basically three things i look for in a partner number one is honesty they've they've i've got to trust them with my bank account because there's too many stories out there um of of just nightmare situations where partners will basically go in and 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 ruin the business and and steal and all sorts of things and so i wanted to have somebody who i can really really trust the second thing which is crucial for a partner is somebody who you get along with because you're going to spend a lot of time with them. Like I spend more time on the phone with Jeremy than I do speaking to my wife sometimes. Right. (laughs) So I've got to want to, I've got to want to speak to him. Like, I don't want, I don't want to have like my day where I'm speaking to someone who I just don't like. Right. Right. So it's, it just makes it so much more uh, fun and enjoyable when you, when you partner with somebody who you can have a good laugh with, you know, we have a good laugh, good joke around and we get a lot of stuff done. The third thing that I look for in a partner is somebody who's driven and passionate and really like, really wants to like, just, 
you know, because I have big dreams. I have big goals, big dreams, and I don't want to partner with somebody who's kind of like, you know, well, you know, maybe, you know, I want someone who's got the same kind of passion and drive that I do. And so Jeremy had that same passion and drive. So he literally checked all the boxes. Um, and so we got together a couple of months ago and we, we bought the domain actually getfeatured.com. And uh, we've been helping people get on podcast shows. We've been helping them by creating their bio, pitching them to the hosts, um, helping them with their story. Because, you know, as you know, Chris, you know, it's the story that really um, is is more powerful than anything else. When you get a good guest, it's all about their story, right? And so we help yeah. people also come up with, with their story, help them come up with their message. What's their message? What's the one thing they want their audience to know? And, and remember, and the third thing is what's the call to action? Because there's no point going on a podcast show and then having a great story, having a really powerful message, but then no call to action because then you're just wasting your time. Um, so that's what we've been doing. And uh, and it's been and it awesome. And I'm sure, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sure Jeremy will probably be watching this. So Jeremy, <laughs> you rock, man. <laughs> Jeremy does rock. You know, I started watching him. Oh, it was probably about a year, uh, just a little over a year ago. When when Jeremy came across my uh, my radar, and it had nothing to do with with what he was doing, uh, as far as his podcast goes, it was what he was doing with his uh, his physical fitness. Because when mm. I first started podcasting, I had a show called Average to Awesome, and it was about you know fitness uh, professionals. So when I saw uh, Jeremy, he was literally uh, deadlifting. Um. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was at the time, I want to say it was like uh, 14 plates. He was deadlifting 14 plates, and I have never in my life deadlifted 14 plates. I mean, and I'm a pretty stocky guy. But yeah, when I see your muscles, Chris, no, 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 we're not going to be going nowhere <laughs> like that. But when I saw him deadlifting 14 plates, I was like, this is a guy that I want to find out more about. I want to know what's in his mm-hmm. mind because it's a mindset that creates that kind of uh, passion and power to be able to pull that much weight off the floor. So that's what really got Jeremy on my radar. And then as I learned mm-hmm. more about him, it was, it was another one of those, Oh wow moments because it was like, there was so much depth to what this guy brings to the table. And I've just kind of followed along and, and, and it did, decided to dive into what he was about and then that's how I kind of came across you. And then I, and then I, I can't remember when it was. You guys created a group together, uh, Top Podcasters, which is a fantastic, mm-hmm. phenomenal group, by the way. You guys Thank create you. this group, and it was, it was like a community that that really respected one another. And I, I thought, well, I can understand. I, I know why Jeremy would create a group like this, but I now I got to find out who this Daniel Geffen is because I didn't really exactly fully understand how heart centered you were until I, I started, you know, following you around. And wow. Wow. Thank you very much. I appreciate everything you put out. Thank you, Chris. No, I appreciate that. Now we are unfortunately at the very tail end of what we got going on, but I want to give you a chance to kind of put out anything that maybe I didn't cover. So what would you like our audience to know? Oh goodness. That's putting me on the spot. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Uh, you know what it is? I, I think the one thing that I would leave with the audience is to, it's, we're living in a world right now where it's really, really easy to stand out. It's like super easy to stand out because everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody is following everybody else, right? So I'm going to take Facebook as one example, but you can apply this anywhere else. Um, and within Facebook, I'm going to give you one example, but again, you can ex extrapolate this to all of Facebook. But Chris, when it's your birthday, what happens? Uh, my notification goes out that it's my birthday. Correct. And what happens after that? I get what happens to your wall. Yeah, I get a hundred birthday wishes, and you get about a hundred, two hundred, three hundred birthday wishes, and it's all pretty much the same. Hey, birthday, happy 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 birthday, and everybody does the same thing, and nobody stands out because it's just one big mass of happy birthdays. What I do, and it's so simple. And it sets me out, out completely out from the rest of them is I will create a video. And all I do is I literally go to the person's page, click on the message, click on the um, camera icon, which is the video, right? And I just click video and I'll say, hey, Chris, just want to wish you a really happy birthday. I hope you have an incredible day and I hope you have an amazing year and I look forward to seeing you soon. That's it. Done. That is awesome. Now, now, you, how many videos do you think you're going to get? One. <laughs> One. Right. And who is it going to be? Daniel Geffen. So who, who is going to become memorable in your mind? Who are you going to remember? It, it's going to be the person who sent you that video. And the amount of times I've had people respond back to me saying, wow, Daniel, thank you so much for that video. Right. Now, you don't, you don't remember anybody else's message. You don't say, hey, thank you so much, right? Because everybody else is just boom, 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 boom. But the thing is, is that people are lazy and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know why? Because it makes my job much easier, right? <laughs> yes. So anybody watching this or listening to this, you don't have to be like that much better than everybody else. You just have to do a little bit more. That video message takes... 20 seconds instead of it taking you three seconds of time it takes you 20 seconds but it's like so powerful right or for example everybody comments the same thing so for example on instagram or on facebook right you someone posts something how many times chris do you get messages like cool or hashtag truth or like something <laughs> lame like that right that's yes. so meaningless, but everybody does it. Cool. Wow. Awesome. Great. It just doesn't, <laughs> uh, you know. But then when I go in there, I actually write a, 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 a couple of sentences and I get real. I say, hey, uh, Chris, I really love what you wrote and it really resonated with me. And this is what I loved about it. Right? Yeah. That's so much more. It's, so what does it come down to? It comes down to being real, right? You don't go to a party and meet someone and then they say, hey, what's your name? And you're like, cool. <laughs> and then they go, so uh, what's going on? Hashtag truth. Like, you don't talk like that, right? So just talk normally. Just be normal. Like that's, that's my advice. My advice is 
on social media act like you would act in a normal setting. Like that's it. It's simple. Yeah, you and know, you're and gonna be, you know. I love that you bring that up because I say this all the time. Is like, you know, you don't have to um, engage in like a, a full on conversation in a post, but there's nothing wrong with creating a sub post. And what I mean by a sub post is some, maybe, maybe you comment on one of my posts and you, you put out something that's very thought provoking. So then I go back and I respond to that. Now it becomes a sub post and now that just creates more engagement and all this kind of great stuff. You know, I tell people all the time, be engaging. Don't be so aloof. I mean, just, just commenting to comment, it doesn't do no good for anybody anyways, because mm-hmm. you want to be... Because everybody does it. Right, because right. everybody does it. So I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Got to stand and out. And I'll just leave one more... I'll, do one, I'll, I'll give one more thing as well that, that I think is also important is, so those of you listening to this or watching this, how many videos have you put out this last week? Okay, because you're watching a video, right? Now, here's a question I want you to ask yourself. How many videos did you watch last week on YouTube and Facebook? Roughly. Okay. How many videos did you produce last week? Okay. How many articles or posts or whatever it is did you read last week? How many did you write? How many books have you read in the last year? How many books have you written? How many podcast shows have you listened to? How many podcast shows have you produced? Difference between the people who are successful and the people who are just bystanders is very simple. The people who are successful are the people that produce. Right? When you're standing there and you're watching, I don't know, Tony Robbins on stage, the question I ask myself is why am I not on stage and Tony Robbins in the audience? The answer you know what the answer is? It's not because he's smarter than me. It's not because he's more talented than me necessarily. Okay, he's very talented. But the reason why he's on stage and I'm not is because he's on stage and I'm not. That's it. The Well, that's just it. The difference between being average and being awesome is a decision. That's it. You just have to decide. Well, it's a deci- you're right. It's a decision, but then it's also an action. You can't yeah. just say, I'm going to do something and then not do it. You've got to do it. Like, I'm deciding to do this and I'm going to, and I'm doing it. Like, I'm getting up and I'm going to produce. And again, everybody's different. So some people will say, I can't write a book because I'm not good at writing. Fine. No one's asking you to write a book, right? Oh, you're not good at video because you, you're too self-conscious in front of the video. Don't don't make a video. So do an audio. First of all, I just want to say that I hated the sound of my own voice, right? So when I recorded my podcast shows, I wouldn't want to listen to it, but I needed to listen to it because I needed to write down the show notes and I wanted to hear how I sound. Now, when I listen to myself talk, I I really honestly, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I'm, I actually like the sound of my own voice. Like it sound, <laughs> I don't want to sound you know, egotistical, but it sounds fine. But at the beginning, I hated the sound of my voice. It's the same thing with video. I used to think when I used to see myself on video, I'd be like, oh my God, what a long nose I have. Like, look at that. <laughs> but now Look I've just done it head. enough times that it's just like, 
there I am. It's just me on the video. So you just have to practice. You just practice enough times and you'll get comfortable with it. Well, that yeah. is that is absolutely very true because I was the exact same way. Hated my voice. Hated the way I look. I mean, I've got this. I mean, if you I have a great voice. Well, I, I look at it like this. I don't like the way I sound, just like you say you don't like the way you sound. I like the way you sound. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got this really round head. I mean, if you look at it, it's, it's, it's very round. So most people, uh, when I first got on, it was like, I don't know. It just doesn't, I, I don't feel it. Other people thought it was okay. So I kept doing it. Mm -hmm. And once you get that out of your mind, that when you, once you put that, that fear to rest, that people are judging you based on what you look or what you sound like, everything else is really that simple, you know, make that decision to, to change what you want to do and then take massive action to make those changes happen. Well, that is all the time we absolutely have today. However, I want everybody to know exactly how to get in touch with you. So why don't you uh, let us know how we can reach out to DG Daniel Geffen. DG Daniel Geffen. So first of all, um, you can go to, uh, here we go, right? They can see that. It's uh, Can I Pick Your Brain? Oh, for those of you listening and not watching the video, I'm wearing a t-shirt with my uh, with my logo on it. So it's Can I Pick Your Brain in iTunes. You can go on iTunes or you can go on uh, Stitcher or any of the other uh, podcast platforms. Just type in, can I pick your brain? And you'll find my podcast show there. Um, or if you want, you can go to my website, which is danielgeffen.com. That's one F. So it's danielgeffen.com. Um, and if you want to get featured on top-rated podcast shows and get your brand out there um, and get some massive exposure, so then go to getfeatured.com. That's getfeatured.com. And if you look above this video, when you're watching it in Facebook, you will see those links listed right up there. They will also be listed in the show notes. So if you want to check out any of this stuff that we talked about today, just, just reach out, take action. Don't just yeah, sit stop. there and wonder what would happen if there's no, if there's well, only is. I want to leave a challenge for your, for your audience here, Chris. Can Absolutely. I do that? Yes. Let's do that. We were just talking about taking action, right, and not being afraid. Like earlier on, we were talking about, you know, not being afraid to reach out, not being afraid to ask. So here's my challenge for those of you listening and watching. I want you to just flex those muscles, like flex those those reaching out muscles. So send me an email, okay? I get a ton of email, but what I want to do is here's the challenge for you. Instead of, do you know how we said stand out and be different to everyone else? This is the challenge. Send me an email. Okay. It's daniel at getfeatured.com. Send me an email and basically get my attention. Like put something in the subject line and in the body that's different from all the other emails that I get every single day. Because here's the thing. If you want to reach out to the influencers out there, if you want to reach out to the people that you look up to and you want to get in touch with them, you need to start practicing standing out and doing things differently to everybody else. So send me an email. And here's the thing. I'm going to respond to the people that genuinely get my attention. So again, it's daniel at getfeatured.com. There's your challenge. And um, again, I'm going to respond to all of the people that send me something that's remarkable, something that stands out. So there's three things you need to do after this show. Three things. First thing you need to do, send that email. 
get Daniel's attention. Second thing you need to do, get on over to iTunes and check out Can I Pick Your Brain? And the third thing you need to do is share this video out with all your friends. Let's see how many more people we can get over to Daniel to get his attention. Until next time, everybody, thank you for watching. I appreciate each and every one of you each and every week. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect solution. Thanks for listening to Raw and Real with your host, C.J. Ripka.